If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales awareness and beyond. Welcome to The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. I'm your host, Jason Falls. We are exploring the new exciting category of marketing strategy, automation, and software called community commerce marketing. Speaking of commerce, when you have the opportunity to talk to an expert in driving customer acquisition for B2B and B2C brands, someone steeped in marketing savvy, including inbound marketing, lead generation, all of which has a solid foundation in community building and marketing. You have that conversation, and today we have it. Jean Hopkins is here with us. She leads the Salty Marketing Group, but served marketing leadership roles through the years at Lola, Ipswich, and the place I first met her at HubSpot. We're going to mine that experience for you brand marketers in the audience today on the rise. Before we do, though, please take a moment, if you haven't already, uh, to follow and subscribe to The Rise. This is a new streaming video show and podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. Follow Scipio.ai on LinkedIn or YouTube for the live show. We also post the audio as a podcast after, so subscribe, as they say wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Our goal with the uh, live show here uh, is to make sure uh, that we are making efficient use of your time. So we like to dive right in. So Gene Hopkins is with us today. Hello, Gene. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are you? I'm not exactly sure. It's uh, pretty cold here. I'm in Massachusetts and uh, it is a bit, bit chilly <laughs> right <Okay>. now. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's I'm in Kentucky and it's chilly here. So I know it's probably <laughs> chilly there. I don't think you yeah. guys get a whole lot warmer than we do. So no. All right. Our goal uh, here with the live show is to make efficient use of, of your time and of everyone else's time. So we like to dive right in. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to dig into the main topic we like to talk about here, which is leveraging brand communities. Mm -hmm. I know when you inherited the reins at Ipswich a few years ago, they had essentially done away with community management. Tell us what problems that created first and then why it was so imperative for the brand for you to reverse that action. Well, um, IT departments are not marketers. And for some reason at the Ipswich company, the IT team pretty much controlled everything. It, they were they considered themselves the hub, the infrastructure of the organization, which made it very challenging to be able to buy technology to do anything. Um, we had a couple of instances of Salesforce, both of which were created entirely differently, two different partner portals, two different things. And because they were trying to focus, they decided to get rid of their community. Um, they fired the community manager. Now, why is this not a good idea? Well, they never really looked at the metrics and they had over a million visits a month from Ipswich customers. And Ipswich had a lot of tools that IT people and DevOps people really liked. And if you're an on-premises software owner, you don't typically upgrade. It's not SaaS, right? So you and I talked about this. They like their red bars, they like their green bars, and they're not going to upgrade. And by taking away 
um, a, a community, which they relied upon each other to answer questions with this on-prem software solution, that it caused a lot of problems. And the thing that cracked me up the most is that when you went to look, um, they they were took the community down. They were going to rebuild it in a Salesforce instance, a new Salesforce instance, the, their community. I forgot what it's called. It's, it has like lightning or something like kind of a name at Salesforce. <laughs> Spending a bloody fortune, right? Took three years. And the website on the, if you went to community, if you went to Ipswich.com community, you would see this big yellow post-it note, like posted on the edge, like an IT person thought it was creative. And it said, coming soon. <laughs> Wow. And so they they finally launched it. They relaunched the the it and and I know I'm making fun of it. But it's not an easy project, and you know, but they didn't ask for any help or any influence from any other departments in the organization. And they loaded this new website right where everything was Ipswich. But you have to understand that Ipswich had a ton of brands like What's Up Gold, Move It, all these different softwares, it, tools. And people didn't know it as Ipswich. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you find, how do you, you go to Ipswich.com community. And the thing that cracked me up the most about it was that it didn't even have a telephone number oh, no. <laughs> on the reloaded <laughs> screen. So it wasn't community friendly and yeah. there was a huge opportunity for them to be able to have it. So I hired that community manager back. I had to go on bended knee, beg him, you know, get him to be involved because he had been treated so poorly, but he was amazing. And so we rebuilt the community. We put a telephone number on it and we rebuilt the community. And then we got a ton of visits. And the ultimate thing is it got sold to progress um, software. So it, it's an asset. Your community is such an asset, like your database, right? Your community are customers using your tools. And you and I talked about this. There isn't an IT person on the planet or an engineer or a DevOps person that wants to talk to a salesperson. They want to talk to each other, right? And the only way you can talk to each other is if you have a strong community. That's very true. I, lo I love that story because it really illustrates that, you know, having a strong community, what it can mean because mm -hmm. once you take it away and you see what happens when you don't have it, <laughs> then that morale, that customer support goes away. But mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken and correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were talking about this the other day, that the community coming back actually did mean a lot to the bottom line too, correct? Oh, absolutely. It absolutely did. I mean, we installed the chat um, bot on the, the community pages and I hired an external uh, resource to be able to monitor the chat bot and be able to deal with this because we were a global company. We sold around the world. Mm -hmm. And so I had seven day coverage. And over the course of about nine months, we were able to create six and a half million dollars worth of pipeline. Holy as a result. Moly. I know. Nine months. Wow. Nine months. Nine Goodness. months. If there's anybody out there who doesn't want six and a half million dollars of pipeline <laughs> in nine months, don't watch this show, please. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm really curious. Why do you think so many brands, even today with all the case studies that are out there, why do you think so many brands fail to focus on community marketing, marketing, essentially, serving their own customers, prospects, fans, followers. What Whenever you hear of an example of it being done, growth comes out of that, success mm -hmm. comes out of that. Why do you think brands are still lost on it? 
I, I think that they're looking for um, a technical solution that's going to make it easy. Mm. And if you go to Salesforce, right, whether you're accustomed to it or not, that software product doesn't make it easy to be able to build a community. You need a tool that makes it simple, but you also have to involve people across the organization. You have to involve product people. You have to involve because you need the, some of these discussions need to be re, um, reviewed by the product team to be able to say, this is a problem or this is an issue that we should probably put in our product roadmap. And you have to make sure that you have somebody managing it. You know, you need to have somebody raising the, um, the issues that may come out of it. Good, better, and different. I mean, believe it or not, people say good things in a community. Everything is not all um, you know, negative in that kind of environment, but you have a wonderful opportunity to be able to um, grow your audience and get referrals and testimonials. And I, I look at it, and you and I were talking about this, that there's tiering in marketing. And most marketers today only focus on lead gen or prospect marketing. And really, when you think about revenue marketing as an overall issue, first of all, talk to your employees, make sure they know what the heck is going on, give them access to your community so that they can check in. Your marketing people should be living in there, not for marketing speak, but to get what are some of the ideas that are out there? Who can you get as a, a blogger to be able to um, guess, ghost write or guest write a blog post for you? Or who can you use on a webinar? That sort of thing. Then there's customer marketing. And I tell you, most marketers don't even consider customers. You get a, a call from the product team, you know, once every six months and they say, I want to do a survey. And you're like, okay, that's great. But we haven't been talking to them for the past six months. So we don't have a, a vehicle to be able to deliver a survey that the customer is not going to think that this is a phishing email or a spam email. And it's just coming out of the blue. Then there's prospect marketing, which is important. And then the last one is community marketing, because not everyone is a fit for your product or at that particular point in time. There's many organizations that have contracts that are two or three years long, and they may be kicking the tires for you, but they're not ready to buy. So how do you keep them engaged? It's a community that helps keep them engaged. And I feel strongly that it's a marketing program that could definitely reap results for you. You know, that community marketing piece and you mentioning that it's not necessarily people who fit into those other groups, but they're still very beneficial, which is somewhat counterintuitive for, you know, data driven marketers and people with you know sales <laughs> goals and projections and all that jazz. But you shared a really interesting stat with me the other day about your time at HubSpot that I think kind of underlines this point. I hope you can share it with us all here today. Talk yeah. about the ratio of monthly leads to conversions and why mm -hmm. a huge disparity isn't mm -hmm. a, necessarily a problem. In fact, it can be huge. Well, it was ginormous. I can tell you that, that um, the content when you had HubSpot, HubSpot 12 years ago with its inbound marketing focus would create content that would act as a magnet for marketers that were interested in these new solutions. So you can liken it to, you know, AI generated content right now and everybody's trying to figure out what does it mean. A year ago, it was Clubhouse. It was something, it was something. But trying to, to be able to apply business to it. My responsibility on the demand side is I had 100 plus sales guys 
um, most of them guys, but there were some women and I called them piranha because they would just chew through the leads. And my responsibility was to be able to generate enough leads in a month that every single one of those salespeople would get 200 to work. Now, not everything's a golden lead, not everything's get a demo, you know, I'm going to, I want to buy now kind of a thing. But the responsibility of the marketing organization was to generate leads. And so my responsibility was 50,000 net new leads per month, per month. And, but we would sell or close, it was a 45 day sales cycle on average, but we would close at that time about 300 customers per month. Okay. Now, HubSpot has tens of thousands of customers now, but back then 300 was a good number, 300 yeah. of paying customers. And you've been affiliated with HubSpot for a long time. And you know that, you know, a lot of the agency build out had to do with, they could look smart by taking HubSpot content, rebranding it as their yep. own and send it to their lists about inbound marketing or whatever the content was. Um, I remember when Pinterest first came out, we don't, recognize that Pinterest is around 10 years old and it became mm -hmm. a, a driving force at one time. So Pam Vaughn, who was, was the content leader, she created a, a good ebook on how you can apply Pinterest to your business, whether it's B2C or B2B. And we did a campaign on Pinterest and we got tens of thousands of downloads of that ebook. Now those leads went to the sales organization and the sales organization said, what the heck is Pinterest? <laughs> and even though we gave them a script, even though we gave them um, email follow-ups, we're telling them it's one of those things that if it's social media and it's a new thing, the marketers that follow HubSpot expect HubSpot to be able to create the necessary content that makes sense to them and their audience. Yeah. So well, it was and, the community. <laughs> and, and, and just so people understand the math, 300 uh, conversions out of 50,000 leads in a month is 0.006%, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So, and, and that's good. And the reason it's good is because those 49,700 people are sharing your content. Yes. Like they're leading yes. to the next 50,000 that are going to come yes. in next every week. month, every so, month. <laughs> and so the community became huge. Millions of people were part of the HubSpot community because they didn't gate it. They made it free. Yep. And so you could share it hither and yon and it became extremely valuable. I shared a lot of that stuff hither and yon back in the day when I had a blog <laughs> that I needed people to come to. So I appreciate all the work you guys did. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gene, we we love to uh, ask guests to give us examples of brands that either have built or, or are leveraging community well to drive commerce and, and growth. You've talked about your work a bit with Ipswich and HubSpot. So I'm going to count those two out. We're going to move those yep. two off the shelf. What other brand out there uh, does a great job with community commerce, community marketing we should know about? Well, there's a, a good company called Databox. Um, Databox is currently the CEO is Pete Caputa, who is a graduate of um, HubSpot. And he took he took that model and he provides free content, free dashboards. And you thinking PLG, product-led growth, that you can get a download. You can hook up all these different tools to be able to look at your metrics from your website at no cost. So at one point you may want to upgrade, but it's a relatively inexpensive business intelligence tool that you can use. But to that end, think about PLG. Another strong community is OpenView Partners. 
And they were the ones that co coined the whole um, nomenclature around PLG. And that's how they became known. And that's, you think about PLG and I think about all these enterprise software companies that like, you know, our $100,000 customers are going to just test us out for a while and then buy us. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But then when you have a tool like Databox and they make it a free offering forever, if you want it. And there's plenty of other free companies out there that get you in there. Like you could start a HubSpot trial at one time, but we had to fix the, the education on that because with 17 point solutions at that time under one umbrella, mm -hmm. we needed a one-to-many solution to be able to train people. Are you focusing on your blog? Are you focusing on your website? Are you focusing yeah. on email or your landing pages? And now they've expanded. So you can go into HubSpot at a really low cost right now. And you'll mm -hmm. still, you'll have a CRM, you'll have a, a, a customer service component you'll have things to be able to set your business up. So they are using a PLG motion that is very supported across the board right now. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the, the folks here at the Scipios are the big HubSpot fans. We, <laughs> we are HubSpot customers and love it. So I've uh, yep. been, been connected with the brand for a long time. This is the first time I've actually gotten to really get deep in the software really? myself. I've had clients yeah. that have used it before, yep. but now yep. that I'm on the on the brand side, I'm actually in there, like, you know, developing Poking around. And stuff. So, yeah. I'm breaking, I'm sure I'm breaking it. I've got to be breaking <laughs> it. That's how it is. Excellent. Gene, thank you so much for your time yep. and wisdom today. If, if folks wish to find you on the interwebs, where should they go? They should go to LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, just Gene Hopkins, um, just reach out, say you heard me on um, this particular podcast and I'm very happy to connect with you. And um, if you need a little mentoring or a little advice, I'm here for you. Awesome. Well, you can't ask for a better mentor right there. So uh, Gene, thank you again for the knowledge. Great to catch up with you. Appreciate you being here. Thanks, sir. All right. Gene Hopkins, ladies and gentlemen, how about that? The big stars come out for the rise. <laughs> we'll drop those, uh, those links in the comments here on the stream. Uh, for those of you watching on LinkedIn or YouTube, uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast on demand, find the post by looking for Scipio.ai on LinkedIn or YouTube. I'll throw that up there so you can see that. And if you want to spell all that stuff out. Um, also, a quick note for anyone listening, uh, we're going to be hosting a free webinar on Friday called Unlocking the Power of Community Influence to Grow Your Brand. It is a uh, look at our concept of influence marketing through your own brand community, the live webinar uh, is 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And just like this podcast, we've created it. So it'll take 20, 30 minutes tops, including Q&A time. So register for free at the uh, link on your screen. That's a bit.ly link, uh, bit.ly slash community influence. That's bit.ly slash community influence. Uh, we'll show you a little of our SIM platform while you're there too. And you'll get some new ideas on how to approach influence marketing a bit more efficiently and effectively than you've fought before. Uh, with that, that's uh, going to wrap up this uh, episode. Thank you for joining us for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, uh, where we are documenting the rise of this exciting new category of marketing strategy, automation, and software that is community commerce uh, marketing. We know you want to bring community commerce marketing strategies to your business. Just visit us at Scipio.ai. Hit the demo button in the upright. Rise is a production of Scipio.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube out there so you never miss the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thanks for being part of our community. We'll see you soon again on another episode of The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.